Untrue Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. An oldie, but a goodie. It was brand new to me. I just found this book. It was a revelation to me, but you had read it before. Yes, I had. I thought, I tell everyone that I've read all of Taylor Jenkins Reid's books, and I think I said even on the Malibu Rising episode we did that I'm just lying to people because I did realize I didn't read her first one, but I did I did read this one when it came out. I remember it was 2016, and I do, I remember loving it. But if you had asked me to tell you what it was about, like I just, I'm not good at remembering books. Yeah. But I did, I did remember loving it. So when you were reading it and you were like, this is amazing, this is amazing. I was like, let's, I want to do this again. Because I I, want to relive it then. Yeah. Wait, can I ask you, what was the first Taylor Jenkins read you found? If not Maybe the first one. Maybe the, the, the sliding doors one. Oh. Maybe. What is it? Maybe, okay. What's yeah. wrong with me? Maybe, Maybe in, another, in life. another life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then that... I think I went to After I Do and then mm-hmm. this. I don't yeah. know. But... Yeah. Mine, I was After I Do first. That was my first one. And then Maybe in Another Life came out after that. And we've covered Daisy Jones and the Six and yes. Malibu Rising. So this is our third one. If you haven't listened to those. Yes, they are there. We have those. Yeah. And then I guess I'm not really sure. We love the idea of that it's kind of mystical when you find a book, right? That it finds yeah. you mm-hmm. at the right time, I guess, which felt very true for this. But I know I had put it back on my radar because of the movie adaptation. Yes. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins Reid and her husband Alex wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Simu Liu is playing Sam. Luke Bracey is Jesse. And I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was in Holiday with yeah. Emma Roberts. I did not see that, but I do no. know what yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Philippa Sue is our girl Emma, which. I know. Who we know from original cast of Hamilton, but also we really, truly adored her in Broken Hearts Gallery. We really did. Yeah, yeah. she was so, good. Yeah, so that's exciting. I know that's why it was back on your radar, but I really do believe that this is absolute proof that a book finds you when you're supposed to. Based, like, we've literally spent how long <laughs> talking the last few weeks because of conversations with friends yeah. of this concept can you love two people at the same time i mean yeah. it, it, totally different context there it anyway, is. but that question we debated forever and this is a book about totally. you can love two people at the same time and it's this crazy. is more my speed this is yes. more of what i was thinking about again kind of the transition mm-hmm. the knowing you have to let one go but keep the other but without it diminishing who you know that true love is that was really what I think I was trying to explore with conversations with friends and this truly nails it this is actually this book also solidified and this should really be my takeaway but I can't I need everyone listening to know this about you while they listen yes that this solidified my working thesis that you are in Taylor Jenkins Reid's head yeah you guys share (laughs) A brain. I'm not kidding. Listen, so Malibu Rising, you took this small character, Carrie Soto. Oh, yes. What is she in 20 pages? Maybe. And not even. Not even. Declared her like the star of the book. Like she's the most complicated. She's comes off the page. She should have her own book. And also she she fits herself squarely into a trope, the mistress, and breaks 
everything that we believe about the quote-unquote mistress. And yeah, I You said, Taylor Jenkins Reid, if you're listening, give this woman her own story. (laughs) Bam. What's her next book? Carrie Carrie Soto is back. Okay, that's one. Daisy Jones, you declared Camila the heart of the Mm, novel. I've since, in reading even more articles about Taylor Jenkins Reid for this episode, saw her say that Camila is the heart of the novel. Those were her exact words. (laughs) And she said that once she realized that, it kind of broke open the story for her. Again, sharing a brain. Yeah. Um, And then this novel, which you love so much, we're going to get to that. Yeah, That will come through. It's because it's everything you believe. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, and not, uh, we, we will get into all these things. So I'm just going to say them, but like how being seen by someone can be an anchor. Anchor. Tying you to the past, not allowing <laughs> for growth. You declare that on normal people. And we've debated it for two years since, but yeah. bam, Jesse. Yes. Anchor for yes. Emma. Yeah. How you believe in more than one true love. You, this book dismantles the idea that there's just a singular true love. We've yes, and how endlessly. I couldn't, even though the relationships were over, I couldn't demote them. You've yeah. made the case that how each one like can teach you something mm-hmm. and, or they came into your life at that time, but that doesn't mean that you can't, if you move on, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't demote them. Yeah, It's just maybe a recognition that it no longer suits you or, or who you are. Or becoming, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also the question of it really always being about your own identity, Mm. who you are, you know, you being the woman in the stories, what what, what she wants, what her priorities are, and whether this love is going to work with that. It's it's less a question about who they choose, who the woman chooses, and more about her. A full expression. Who she is and how that, right. These, you talk about these things <laughs> on the show, personally. Yeah. I mean, she's preaching to your choir. She you guys is. are, like, I feel like you could have written this book, and I could have never written this book. Right, right. Yeah. Because it, I don't, I, I'm not saying I don't believe it. She, Like I said, I, by the end, I mean, she does make yeah. a fantastic case she for does. something that I don't, per, have not personally fully experienced. Yeah. But you, like, this is Corinne's book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and now you know why I loved it. I mean, I was like, this is not only... And we've been talking about how I feel like rom-com books or romance books, whatever you want to call them, have are, are really hit or miss for me. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're... Even when I don't love a thriller, it's never really a miss. And these... It's been... Romance has been sort of a hit or miss. And this one obviously hit everything. Yeah. And it was like one of my favorite books that I've ever read not just in the genre not just Taylor Jenkins read not just it's like one of my favorite books because it really captures so much of what you believe in and does it well I mean oh it does it so uh, yeah and the hook is just perfect did you know she pitched it to her editor as Castaway Mm -hmm. but from from Helen Helen Hunt's yeah character's point of view yeah, right. I have I haven't seen that movie, but I got the gist and I was like, "Oh my god, yes, that's what I want to know. What was it like while he was gone and what was it like when he came back?" And yeah. Right, and how exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like this made a lot of sense that you have been touting this because you guys share a brain. We've discussed how sometimes when there is a choice between one or t- mm-hmm. the other that the author yeah. really 
really puts their thumb on the scale and yeah. says like, you know, really shows you only the love between one of them and like there's some of the other because you have to have a little bit of it, but there's, mm-hmm. it's not, I feel like this was so equally weighted. Right, which is why, the only reason it worked for me. So we, do we want to talk about Emma? Emma, yes. Emma is my favorite type type of romance protagonist. And I think about our early days in Pop Fiction Women when we had the criteria for our complicated women. And mm-hmm. one of them was she wants you but doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. Emma has the I want you but I don't need you vibe in exactly the way I've like the perfect way to me. It's she's quintessential. And we've been discussing it on a personal level. Even what that means can look very different because I think you and I are both people that refuse to need people, but mm-hmm. but but know what it's like to want someone. But ours look very different. Yes. Uh, our, yes. you know, distance or detachment from that kind of desperate, clingy, needy part, they look very different because I like to spend a lot of time with someone in like be in it but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean I you know need that person or can't separate out when I know like that's not working anymore so I we have different ways of that and that doesn't mean just one thing and Emma is really perfect for me for in that way she is in a relationship she's off I mean actually her entire adult life and then her young life she's in relationships Mm -hmm. here yeah and yet she doesn't let them define who she is. She has her own independence. She has her own personality. She has her own path and growth. And that yeah, is, to me, quintessential. Like, I totally want to be with you and travel the world with you and love you and be with you. But I don't, you know, like, I don't use you for my identity. And so yeah. I think that's quintessential wants you but doesn't need you kind of thing yeah yeah because we see her it's not like she's sometimes that can be the trope in these romance novels where the person's just by themselves right like I don't need a man I don't need Mm -hmm. you know and so they are independent in that way that they're also alone and not Mm -hmm. lonely but just alone and she is not she's part of a half this whole entire time 16 years old to 31 years old and yet, I don't see her as this dependent, I need a man kind of person at all. Did you? Yeah, not at all. I yeah. agree with you. And you mentioned her growth, and that's the thing that stood out to me, and the idea of her growing and being open to seeing new parts of herself and, and really creating a new identity. And a lot of the stories I love, you know, are the woman finding herself or parts of herself through love and it's often someone from the past who mm-hmm. is pointing out things that she had sort of forgotten about herself but that's yeah. not that's not what happens here i mean it's the it's the tragedy and her grief of losing jesse that then causes her to ask herself what do i really want who am i where do i want to live what do i want to do mm-hmm. what do i even like you know so it that's yeah. a different way in for yeah. me that I but I, I liked that which is and then the whole question of who to choose was really who am I with those people and which version of myself do I prefer which one yeah. is really me now yeah. now and exactly because yeah, I don't think that, that it, there's no in inauthenticity no. to who she was when she was with Jesse no. at all and that's no. exactly what she wanted it was exactly 
her path. But then that path changed. Yeah. And that's okay. And that, that, that question of who am I, Emma, that angle of looking at it to me was what made this, you know, definitely set it apart from books like this. So good. So good. So do do we want to get into scenes? Yeah. My first one is about the grief. And it starts out, when you lose someone you love, it's hard to imagine that you'll ever feel better. That one day you'll manage to be in a good mood simply because the weather is nice or the barista at the coffee shop on the corner remembered your order. But it does happen if you're patient and you work at it. And so these, it's like, I don't know, it's like eight pages. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But... Mm -hmm. They're all written like that, talking to you, your, your emotional fortitude grows stronger. You spend all your time watching the Travel Channel. You read all day. Two days later, you find both your parents in your living room. It's, mm-hmm. it's written like that, which I, I thought that was so amazing for grief mm-hmm. because I feel like that's how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like I... I go about my days. I make my kids lunches. I, you know, go to work. I talk to my husband. I do all those things. But there is another part of me that is going through something else, like going through the process of grief and writing those pages. And that's the, those are the only pages in this whole book that are written in that way, like in the second person this way. Mm-hmm that are, it's not just removed. It feels like a different part of yourself that goes through that. And so I just, I I found this incredible to read and just so moving and also like true to the emotion to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious though, what they'll do with this in the adaptation, because I was calling it a scene, but it's actually like a a whole lot of stuff, you know, she's right. She, she's, you know, not feeling good and then she's fine and then not fine. Her, your nieces are born. They're named Sophie and Ava. Olive flies from Chicago to see you. One day memories haunt you that they feel manageable. You head to your family's bookstore. You realize you aren't ready for a full day out. Then, you know, so it's like there's so much happens here. She goes back home she visits with friends. She's Marie, her sister, goes into, wants to stay home. Their parents get food poisoning and she just decides yeah. to go in one day. And so there's a lot happening in these pages. I wonder if it'll be like a montage, but there's also a lot. I mean, this is when they find out that the twins are going deaf. Yeah. Like that yeah. could be a real full emotionally charged scene in the movie. In the movie. Like yeah. I wonder if they'll do that. And the mattress, I loved the mattress. Yeah. How she just can't imagine sleeping on the same mattress that she slept on with Jesse. And so she just, because it makes no sense, but she just decides she needs a new mattress and her parents help her get one. And she, the new mattress is there and the old one goes out on a friend's truck headed for the dump. You feel better, freer. You realize this is called superstition. You're okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah. There's so much in here that I just loved. And yeah. I, I wonder how they'll do it. And I think you I could do it so know. many ways. Exactly. And I think I'd be okay with any of them. 
Right. And I think a lot's going to be on Philippa Sue to sort of convey this. It's, it's a really beautiful way to also just think of that trite expression, you know, you put one foot in front of the other. I yeah. mean, you do just keep going. But like you said, there is like you're doing the things you normally do, but it's there is this other part that's trying to process something that feels impossible to process. Right. And she does a good job in the letter, I think, to Jesse describing grief and how I I think she I think she's really nailed it throughout, though. Both the letter was really, you know, and trying to explain it more straightforward. But then these parts like you're reading, that's. That just yeah. captures more the everyday. Yeah. And it also... That is very authentic. And it also condenses time. Like, yeah. we know... Because if she fell in love with someone, you know, the day after her husband died, we would all be like, hmm, that was a little, that's a little suspect. But right. this does double duty in that it shows us what her grief looks like. It feels like a real and true form of grief. Not that they all aren't, but just one that resonates with me. And also shows a lot of time going by and also the changes that happen, right? Mm -hmm. That she goes back home. She leaves California. Mm -hmm. She somehow gets closer to her sister, to her parents, Mm -hmm. to the bookstore that she shows up for. It's good to feel needed again, you know? So it's part of her growth because it's going to, it's a huge part. Yeah. How the evolution of what's happening to her. She doesn't just wake up a different person because her husband died. It's a, it's a, it just gives it, I don't know, it makes it seem more real. Like this is how it would happen. It's all these small things. And yeah. And then by the end, when she really is a different person and, and then does not choose Jesse, you, it makes sense. Yeah. It does in the whole scheme of what she's laid out. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved these these pages and I guess I guess I'm calling it a montage I don't know what they'll yeah. do in the movie but in the book yeah. it feels like a montage of her grief bottoming out and then also her her rebirth in yeah. you know like who who she will be now yeah, and rebirth, and it feels very like believable yes. yeah I was yeah. saying growth but I like rebirth yeah well this yeah. moment is her yes. growth is the yeah. whole thing but this whole is thing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right so uh-huh. what else I don't really get to things till really once he comes back or she finds out that he's back. Okay. I thought it was cute the way her and Sam reconnect at the music store. I thought that was cute. They're sitting on the piano, play chopsticks. I just thought it was cute. Yes. And and I can see Philippa Sue being goofy and like, oh, like, oh, Sam helped me. She she thinks he's working there. (laughs) Sam. Who helped you with your yes. purchase today? Sam did. She's like, no, I tried Sam. to get you a commission. Yeah. I thought you actually worked there. I know. Yes. I know. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because Sam, you know, we love, I love the one that got away stories. And mm-hmm. in this instance, it's Jesse in a way. I mean, he didn't get, I mean, got away because she thought he was dead. But yeah. Sam also coming back is from her past. So I thought that's an interesting twist, too. I mean, this love triangle in some sense has been going on since high school now sam wasn't they didn't date so yeah he wanted to but there was chemistry clearly yeah. there was his one ill-fated attempt to ask her out and then it didn't work and then and then she realized and then, and then she spent a lot that, of time waiting for yes. him to ask her out and right so yeah. there was enough there even from them in their younger years even though her younger years are really supposed to be about jesse yeah 
there was enough seeds of something that could have been yes. with her and Sam. And I think that really helped me too. I was wondering miss, I, how important miss, that was. How could you not choose Jesse? <laughs> because that was very important to me that, that he's also one that got away. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's and my takeaway. But though, yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Right? But the, I think that was a concept. huge. And also just so. Oh, we've never seen anything like that. Right. No. Right. Where where almost anyone can be defined as the one that got away. <laughs> it's yes. pretty it's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So we when you have him coming back, what where is that? So I I liked the scene where Sam sets her free as I, I Okay. Okay, wait, before that though, I I really liked a lot of them getting together and how he Sam was like respectful of the mm-hmm. the love that she has for Jesse, but also like really wants a future with her. On page one twenty six he just he says like I'll never re- I'll never try to replace him. I'll never ask you to choose. I'll never ask you to tell me I'm your one true love. I know for someone like you that isn't fair and I'll never ask it. Until he does ask it. Yes. Which I mean I, which I love. Love. That's one of my favorites. But yes. Because it was different. In a way. But yeah. it was different. I, yes. Yeah, it's a totally different situation. And he says, that's why I, I was infatuated with you in high school, but I feel I've always felt more myself with you than anyone I've ever met. And for the first time, I'm starting to see what it would mean to grow with someone, someone. as opposed to merely growing beside someone, the way I did with Aisha. That's his ex. Yes. So, oh, I, I mean, I was in for them. Yes, and this is the problem, which I'm sure we'll talk about at the end. With Jesse, he didn't seem willing to grow with her. Oh. It wasn't so much the things that he just didn't know about her today. It, that's today's right. Today's Emma. Those that's things, right. okay, you don't know. She doesn't like Diet Coke. You don't and know. Cheese it, and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, that, all you'll, of that. That's pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> exactly. But it was that he didn't seem to have an interest in who she was, in learning who she was, and, and as you said, in growing with her. And that, again, was the thing that helped me be okay with the ultimate The way choice. it turns out, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Because from that line, I feel like I could see... So Sam, yes, okay, he knows who she is now. That's why she chooses him. She likes who she is with him, the life that they have. But, you know... She could change again. I mean, mm-hmm. people do. She mm-hmm. could want different things. Maybe then she gets the travel bug again. Mm-hmm. But from a line like that, I believe Sam can change with her. Yes. Yeah. You know? And because- that's always important for you. You have to feel like that the other person can continue the growth. Yeah. Well, it's only important for me because you've explained it to yeah. me. <laughs> okay? You've explained that I should be able to trust yeah. that people can change with you that you they aren't just the way they are yes. you know and jesse was do wasn't doing that he was right. like but this is how you are yeah and that's not okay i've now learned yeah. very much a wise person once told me that and <laughs> it's correct i love it i love it so that's a perfect line you quoted from sam that gives yeah. me faith that oh, he will get that even I if she that. goes back to eating cheese and wants to travel the world or whatever yeah that's right. Because yeah. so. presumably the, he'll be alongside her through all of it. And he'll see that growth as it's happening. Right. Right. Okay. So where where are you? I liked at 188 when he now knows that, when Sam now knows that Jesse's back and 
you know, she goes to meet him at the airfield and she comes home and it's very awkward between her and Sam. He doesn't, you know, what, what are we going to do? Where do we go from here? And he says, I want you to be my wife. That's what I want. He's very clear about that. And she says, I want to tell him that I want that too. Ever since I met him, I've wanted that too. But now everything is different. Everything has changed. And I'm not sure what I want at all. And he says, but I don't want you to share those things with me because you have to, because you feel it's right to honor a promise we made months ago. I want us to share all of that together because it's what makes you happy, because you wake up every day glad you're with me, because you have the freedom to choose the life you want, and you choose our life together. That's what I want. If mm. I don't give you the chance to leave right now, then I don't know. I just don't think I'll ever feel comfortable again. Mm. And I just, at so that good. moment, he gives her the freedom. Yeah. And, but is also being for, firm. I yeah. don't want to be a default. I don't want you to do this just because you promised me. I want you to want to. That's right. And, I want you, and, and this, that line, I want you to choose the life you want. Not yeah. choose me, choose right. me. Right, yes. You know, I was very, Sam was really won me over there. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. And then he says, then you'll be free to see if you yes. love him the way you love me, to see what's left between you. You should be free to do that. And you can't do that if I'm with you or if I'm pleading you to stay, which I don't trust myself not to not do. To do. Yeah. How honest and amazing is that line? Yes. If I'm with you, I will try to get you to choose me. It seems human nature. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I know that I will. And I don't want to do that. So go. Figure out what you want. I'm telling you, it's okay. Oh yes. my God! It's like it's Sam's freedom talk is what right? sets her so free. So good. Yeah. Oh it's really boy, good. Sam. Yeah. And then it's well. Oh. Then right. you get to Maria to her sister. Well, no. So there's back on 141. She's talking talk about having dreams about ropes and knots, and oh, she doesn't yeah. know what this they mean. And line. then yeah, mm-hmm. she says. I get it. My dreams, the rope, the knots, I know exactly what they mean. You don't tie yourself to something unless you're scared you might float away. And that's what's happening to her right now. Mm -hmm. She does have to get, she does have to kind of lose herself to figure it out in this moment because Mm -hmm. everything has changed and she needs to kind of go with the, we talk about it a lot with motherhood, Mm -hmm. but this is what she's got to do here. She's got to really let herself go, be pulled under, be overwhelmed, be confused, be in all those terrible feelings so that when she emerges, when she breaks through the surface, she knows exactly what she's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, I that, thought that was so great. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What so, else? So then at 200, I mean, this is, okay. we've already mentioned this, but this is the talk she has with her sister, which I think is the critical question here. Okay. She's, she's, in anguish what do I do and her sister who as you mentioned they did not have a close relationship before so the fact that now she's the one giving her the best piece of advice but so she says do you think okay do you think you can love two people at the same time I ask her that's what I keep wondering I feel like I love them both differently and equally is that possible am I kidding myself I'm like yes this is the question sorry (laughs) and so then her sister says I'm honestly not sure but the problem isn't who you love or if you love both I don't think I think the problem is that you aren't sure who you are Mm. you're a different person now than you were before you lost Jesse it changed you fundamentally 
And that's it. She says, I don't think you're trying to figure out if you love Sam more or Jesse more. I think you're trying to figure out if you want to be the person you are with Jesse or you want to be the person you are with Sam. Mm. And that, so that good. question is to me everything of this. So, and, and I know it seems like a book about who does she choose, but it's, it's the who does she choose is which version of herself, yeah. not which guy. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah, because also she says back a few pages before, she's like, you can't be loyal to two people. You can't yearn for two dreams. So in a lot of ways, Sam is right. He's the wild card. So, I mean, it's just you can't choose two people. You can't. So the one true loves, it is you can love them in your heart, but you can only have one life. And who do you want your life with? And that is really more of what she's choosing. And and how you choose your life is based on who you are. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we say with Emma. So good. Well, so and I- it's how many characters do we talk about? And I'm saying something about them. And your answer is, well, she doesn't know herself. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, and so even though yeah. that might not be the explicit question of whatever story or book or movie we're talking about at that time, it's usually your insight. Yeah. on them and it's like yeah because she doesn't know herself and yeah. then when you whenever you say that i'm like oh she doesn't that's right yeah whenever but, people are making bad decisions or no decisions it's because they don't know yeah and this puts it sort of just that's why again back to having the same brain <laughs> she's crystallizing this and saying it's straightforward which is this is what it's always about yeah who who are you and who are you with them and which life of yours do you want to live with who yeah 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 i I love that part me too what do you got next it looks like well then they get to the cabin i mean there's a lot in the cabin okay Uh, but i think i've already really talked about some of it which is just this idea that we start seeing all these examples of how she's changed and how jesse's unwilling to to see that and like mm-hmm. around 266 to 67 she's like i'm a different person i'm different than the person jesse loves i'm not her not anymore but then from 269 to 271 all i know is i wrote this is this is what corinne is talking about <laughs> mirror as anchor yes mirror as anchor yeah so so let me look at that because yeah and, and i have some i have some too i i have it even way back on 208 the emma he knew wanted a different life she wanted adventure she ached with wanderlust she used to think you couldn't find joy in simple things that they had to be big and bold and wild that you couldn't feel amazed at how good it feels to wake up in a nice bed that you could only feel amazed by petting elephants and visiting the louvre and but i don't no, if I was totally that person when he left, and I'm definitely not that person now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing she did a good job. Of. Yes. Even before he leaves, yes. dies, she was already laying the groundwork for a little bit of Emma questioning her life yes. and her choices, and she raised the issue to Jesse of maybe, you know, them not traveling as much, or maybe you like know, she, I think if she they had kids about having kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. What would that look like? Yeah, and he was 
kind of dismissive or, you know, that's not our life. Yeah. And so but even bef- before he left, before she, he left, she couldn't express it yet. She didn't quite even understand it for herself. I think back on page 71 when she's, it's the last time she, she's thinking about the last time she saw him and that he was wearing his navy blue chinos vans and a heather gray t-shirt that he had washed the day before because it was his favorite and she understood why he had to go on this trip she completely understood but she also knew that she wouldn't do it that she wouldn't have done it she wouldn't have made that that same choice choice. and she said she's had she talks about i've been to the great wall of china i've hiked a waterfall in costa rica i've tasted pizza in naples and strudel in vienna but she also I've had most my most incredible experiences abroad, but I've also had a lot of them right in my own house, inventing cheap at home dinners with Ch- Jesse, walking down the street late at night to split a pint of ice cream, waking up early on Saturday mornings to the sun shining through the sliding glass door. I had predicated my life on the idea that I wanted to see everywhere extraordinary, but I had come to realize that extraordinary is everywhere. And so she was, she couldn't have articulated it quite then, but I mean, I could see that if he had come back from this trip, they'd have a big reckoning, you know, that she would be like, I don't think you should, Mm -hmm. yeah, that I I don't think you should have left for our one year anniversary. And when are we going to settle down? And this is what I want now. And I'm so glad I had all these experiences, but I'm ready to move on to a different phase of my life. I think they would have. Yeah. 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 And that did help me again. That Mm -hmm. was already happening. But then. Way back. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then by the time he does come back and they're in the cabin, it's now just in. It's so apparent. It just keeps coming up in different ways. The ways they've changed. Yeah. And the way the way that she is a different person. And again, not just because of her Diet Cokes and her cheese. Yeah. And and everything else. Right. Um, and her priorities, what yeah. she wants. The bookkeeper's daughter is now running the bookstore. I mean, he's really... Right. And he's like, I don't get it. That's what we were getting away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it is hard. I mean, he does come back. And it's like so many of it's the different. things that he thought, yeah, were yeah. the way she was don't make yeah. any sense to him. I mean, why to do you him. live in your hometown? You wanted to run away from the hometown. How, how possibly could you be working in the bookstore? You know, ever since we were 16, it was how do we never have that happen? So yeah. it really, you know, so. Yeah. And she says, I, on 208, I find myself embarrassed about how much I've changed because mm-hmm. change is gradual and he's been gone for years and now he comes back and now she's like, oh God, I've changed a lot. I find myself embarrassed by, about how much I've changed. I'm, I'm tempted to lie to rewind, to remember exactly who I was before he left and try to be that version of myself yeah. again, right? That's the the anchor thing where she's like, oh, I could, you know, she probably has a moment where she's like, I could do that. I could go back and, and be that person. She does person. say that, I think, in another story, yeah. which is I could just do this. I, yeah. could, I could mold myself back or something, some mm-hmm. word she uses. Yeah. Because it um, was her too, but now yeah. it's not. And then when Jesse's back, it seems even actually you could see how you could mold yourself back into that i mean while he was gone you know like you said i think it was gradual i think she didn't really notice all the ways and then him coming back with this mirror Mm -hmm. and she's seeing a different person in it but 
but he's there. So it's very confusing. Yes. I, I, I yes. I've experienced so this. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and I thought of you because we've had this conversation where all these things he says to her, you know, what, what do you mean? You know, you, you like Diet Coke or you're not supposed yeah. to do that. And, and it's not that I didn't believe you. I, I got it. I, you've given me examples where that a person is saying things to you going, but that's who you are. And you're going, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. That's who I used to be. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I've understood it clearly from, from talking to you. But here to have a book. Yeah, an entire basically book. Basically saying what you've been saying. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the brain. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, this is like such a good example of it being an anchor tied yeah. to her. And, and if she had gone with Jesse, she'd be sinking with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That anchor would be sinking yes. her down. Drowning. Yes. Drowning her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. perfect. Yeah. I mean, she says this to him. You know, this is what I was going to say on 268. He says, I know yes. you. Don't tell me I don't know you. You're mm. the only person in my entire life that I have truly, truly known, that I know loved me, that I have understood and accepted for exactly who they are. I know everything there is to know about you. And you know when he says that, you believe it. A hundred percent. It is true. Mm-hmm. But then it she is. says, I shake my head. No, Jesse, you know everything about the person I was mm. up until the day you left. But you don't know me now, nor do you seem to have, and this is the part that I'm right on, nor do you seem to have any interest in seeing me for who I am today or for sharing with me who you are today. Right. That's where that is a big one too. Yes. yes. That's where. That he just wants to erase is. those past three years and you yeah. can't. They changed him too. And he's it's, not really, he's not there yet. I, not that I fault him. He'd really just got back from a super traumatic right. event. And she doesn't either. She's just like, but you, yeah. you're not even willing to talk about it. Like yeah. he's not taking any of the steps that would even give her any indication that he's willing to try and grow. No. As we were talking about earlier. And yeah. as Sam made clear that he would be. And I think that's the problem because you know, I'm not sure I believe that when she says you don't really know who I am now, I still think, because she's done such a good job of, of describing their love, I still think he knows her yeah. in a way that nobody else yes. does. Yes, yes. And he knows what's the, the parts I consider to be the most important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that he's not willing to try and see the ways she's changed, try to understand her now and, and not share of himself now is yeah. really the part that Pro- that's problematic. Problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I, I also, I mean, I think there are, there are always these things. There are fundamental things that, you know, when you reconnect with someone who knew you when you were like 18 or younger mm-hmm. and they know things about you, like that are the essence of you. But then there are other things that are like, okay, that's the essence of me, but it's not the life I've chosen, right? Like, you know, family is so important, so I wanted to live in my hometown. I think someone who knew me at 20 would have said that. But no, my family is super important to me, but that doesn't mean I need to live in my hometown. And, that you know, like, so sometimes even things can still be true and yet the life that you choose for yourself isn't quite the life that you were going to choose for yourself. Like that's right. not it. 
Yeah. Right. Or someone saying to you, but you were always so ambitious. Yes. And you were always, yeah. But they associated that with you being a lawyer. Yes. Right. Because you went to, when that person knew you, yes. Anyone who knew you from age seven on. Yes. Right. So this is a long time, but you'd be like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Like if. Yeah. You've always, yeah. you always want to be, you're a lawyer. What do you mean you're not a lawyer? I mean, you are a lawyer, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yes, they, I do. They, no, I do. you're like, I'm still ambitious. I don't know what you're talking about. Of course I am. That yeah. that essence of me is still here. It just, I might be channeling it in a different way. It's so but true. I can't see past that. No, it's true. But also though, things are, it's funny because I recently ran into an old friend who I haven't talked to in forever. And she was like, you know, I really always thought you'd write. I always thought you wanted to be a writer. Like what? Then you that. went like way on this like law path. Like what was that all about? Because <laughs> that's not the, the road you were really supposed to be on. And so it is. People see different things. People know different things. You let people in in different ways, in different times. And so, yeah, I do think he knows the essence of who – Jesse knows the essence of who Emma is more than 90% of the people, you know, in her life. But – it is that I don't think there's there's just not a future together. There's just not a right. future together for them to grow yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a being seen line. Okay. I just have to. I mean, you know. Yeah. But, but we already talked about how I do think she 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 does feel seen by him, and you know, she says on two ninety six by Jesse or there, Sam. Jesse. Jesse. Yes. This is actually Jesse. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, he does. It's like their goodbye kiss, you know, when it's really over. He never looks anywhere but at me. I Mm. watch as his gaze moves down my body, watching me, taking it all in, trying to pin it to memory. I feel seen, truly seen, cherished and savored. Don't ever let anyone tell you the most romantic part of love is the beginning. The most romantic part is when you know it has to end. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was good. God. <laughs> yes. I mean, she says, I don't, know, I don't know that I've ever been as present in a moment as I am this very second. As I make love to a man I once believed was my soulmate, who I now know is meant for someone else. And something, something else. else is meant to build his life somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yes. How good is that? So good. <laughs> I love it. So it's, but it's weird because again, I, you know, I can't remember, as I said to you offline, how I felt the first time I read it because now I'm on second round, but I'm sure, kind of sure I probably was rooting for Jesse and you give me shit like that. Of course I'm, I'm like, right. But I don't know. I think Kate of today. Yeah. Reading this is sees and because she does, as we've said, a good job, do such a great job, but. That kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. But no, it's great. It's, it's great. Really but that is what really captures it for me. And what I, what I don't think in our conversations, personally, offline, I've been able to convey is there is deep, deep love and connection. And it isn't – like, that's how I feel about, you know, an ex of mine. Like, that yeah. – it's – and it doesn't go away. And it's not any less real. It's just not who I want to spend my life with. That's all. But you have been able to convey it. Okay. I think what always is the problem for me is okay. I don't have that experience. Mm. So I believe you. I, right, I, right. But here I this gave it. you the experience. Kind of, even yeah. though I still don't have my own personal experience right. is what I mean. But right. 
But I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. I, I got it. And yeah. I have said this to you, like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, if the fact that she's had this and you see this with Emma, I mean, what a gift to yeah. have it twice. Yeah. To have loved truly. Yeah. And to have been loved truly and holy and whatever word she uses. Right. Yes. Time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then I, I, I have a, I like Sam's big speech. Oh, yay. And it's actually, Sam. there's, they're mutual big speeches. Yeah. I loved it. It's yes. So good. We don't yeah. always agree on a big speech. I know. These were good. These were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his is, I don't know, like 318. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, first of all, I just love that he's looking back on 15 years ago, you know, and saying, wait, like I've seen this movie and yeah. I don't, I don't want the same ending. Yes. For words, you know, 15 years ago, I watched you go off with Jesse and I told myself that you had made your decision and there was nothing that I could do about it. And here we are all this time later and I'm doing the same thing. That's not, I can't do it again. I'm fighting for you. Oh. Yes. so good yes. it's this so is, good I, this is the speech i want yes this is, this is great yeah yeah you know i have a thing we've had these discussions too about what does it mean to fight for someone and you know oh and are you anyway. gonna keep going keep yeah, going keep yeah going. yeah yeah i left work after fifth period today because i was considering <laughs> teaching the jazz band how to play total eclipse of the heart yeah i'm heartbroken without you i've spent this time alone moping around like a bird with a broken wing just hoping that you'd come back to me but it's not enough to hope i'm mm. an adult now i'm not a teenager like i was back then the first time i'm a man now and it's not enough for me to hope for you i have to fight for you so here i am that's what I'm doing. I'm putting up a fight. Oh my God, it's so good. Now I'm like, I better have been rooting for Sam. So before. good. Yes. It's so. I mean, I yes. yeah. I, I I thought after Maine, it would kind of limp to an ending, and I was okay. I thought it was clear. You know, she had really felt like she knew who she was. She is. You know, the bookseller's daughter. She is wife and mother. And she... It's her life with yes, Sam. I'm yes. go back to Sam. And I felt she was strong and she knew who she was and this was her choice. But this, after all of that, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Then the, Yeah. And then she fights too. Yes. I'm just coming to fight for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the mutual part you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. She says, yeah, she I, says, I love you. Yeah, mm-hmm, yes, go. I love you, sweetheart. I say to him, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I'm so sorry that I had unfinished business, but it's finished now. It's over. And I know that you are the man I want to spend every day of my life with. I want our life. I want to marry you. I'm sorry I was lost, but I'm so sure now I want you. I mean, it's got, oh my it's got God. the apology, yes. it's got the declaration of love, yes. it's got the I know who I am, my oh. identity. I mean, one paragraph, and it's we've got it all. so good, so good. But I, I even like how she says it. He says, and Jesse, so she's like, yeah, I love right. Jesse. I will always love him, but he was right for me then. You are right for me now and always. Oh, my God. So good. So good. I love that he's like, do you mean all this? Or are you just trying to be beautiful and dramatic, dramatic and wonderful? <laughs> yeah. She, and so 
I mean, you succeeded for sure. <laughs> She's like, I am, but I am, but you know, yeah. And then the la the oh wait, it's not even the last page when she says, "I was wrong before." You read this when when I said, "There's nothing more romantic than the end of a relationship." It's this. There's nothing more romantic than this. Holding the person you thought you lost, knowing you'll never lose them again. I don't think that true love means your only love. I think true love means loving truly, loving purely, loving wholly. Maybe if you're the kind of person who's willing to give all of yourself, the kind of person who's willing to love with all of your heart, even though you've experienced just how much it can hurt, maybe you can get lots of true loves then. Maybe that's the gift you get for being brave. I am a woman who dares to love again. I finally love that about myself. Oh my gosh! It's oh so my god! I mean, that's these are the this is the quotes of the of the book, man. The killer quotes. Yes. But even this, it's messy yes. love after heartbreak. It's painful and it forces you to be honest with yourself about who you are. You have to work harder to find the words for your feelings because they don't fit into any prefabricated boxes. Oh, but it's but worth, worth it. Because, because look, look what you get. get. Great, Great loves, meaningful loves, true loves. Oh, I'm my. like, is so, this why Corinne's had so many? Because she's brave and she knows who she is. Listen to me. <laughs> is this how you, is this the recipe for how you get I, to, I guess I don't so. know, this was so good. I thought this was the end. Yeah. Really, this yes. kind of, I, 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 I do, I need to know, I need to discuss how, why we had to have maybe this last chapter after. I, it seems a little neat to tie it, it up with the Jesse now finding love himself. But. It does, but I think it's worth it for this one paragraph when he of says, course, I didn't I get it back then. I thought, I thought choosing him meant you didn't love me. I thought because we didn't work out, it meant we were a failure or a mistake. But I understand it now because I love her. I love her so much I can't see straight, but it doesn't change how I felt about you or how thankful I am to have loved you once. True love doesn't always last is the next line. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be for a lifetime. And I said, that's exactly what my To make it true love. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure about this last chapter. Maybe a little too neat, but 100% I'm in for it because we needed to get out that concept, which... You, we've talked about so many times yeah. originally with Rebecca Searle love doesn't have to have a future yeah. and it's this this is exactly another one of our favorite messages that Taylor's telling us because yeah. lo- there is this notion that a relationship is only successful if as I've joked someone dies meaning <laughs> it, it can never end any other way or it was a failure right? because if it, if it ends it was in love or it was failed love or wasn't successful. And that's just not true. And it's another thing that you don't always see in these types of books. And we do need more stories of that. Yes. Like we talked about with Rebecca and this, this is another example. Yeah. It doesn't. doesn't, And, and also I guess what I really love about that is not just that it has an ending, but that there's another like my love for my husband, I, I mean, I've said my husband does deserve a different moniker than anyone else, mm-hmm. right? He is. Other uh, than producer Ian. Yeah. I'm just no, <laughs> other than like true love. He is my, my one true love. He is the person I will spend my whole life with. But that doesn't demote the people that I've loved 
with my whole heart so purely, so truly, so bravely like she talks about. Mm-hmm. It can't demote them. It can't. It's not fair to demote them. And not every past love is that way. Not no. every love reaches that place. Mm-hmm. But th- they're allowed to all kind of sit on on the spectrum. And yes, my husband gets the top honor. But finding that new love and finding... It doesn't erase it. It's not like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. That other thing I had, no, that's not true love because I have true love now. Well, maybe they both are. Yeah. Well, they asked Taylor in his Q&A at the back of the book, you know, when they put those in, what does true love mean to you? What about this concept did you want to explore in One True Loves? And it's basically what you're saying. She said, Mm -hmm. my main goal was to put forth the idea that just because a relationship ends, it doesn't mean that it has failed. I don't think that true love means lasting love. If you remove that requirement and you start looking at the people you have loved in the past, you start to ask yourself, did I love that person with all my heart? Did they change me for the better? Was Mm -hmm. I good to them? Am I glad it happened? And if that's the case, I think we should call that relationship a success. I'm with you, I, I love I, that. And by the way, then using those criteria, some some of my exes some, do not fall into that. And that's fine. It was what it was, too. but mm-hmm. it was not a true love the way she just described it. So what about damage? What about damage? Did um, you? Hmm. What? I, no, I'm okay. not sure that any was jumping out at me other yeah. than the grief. Mm. And and I don't know even know if that's damage because it seems to have been a real catalyst for her growth. Yeah. So not that damage can't. I, I think it is like always yeah, okay. a catalyst for mm-hmm. growth or at least yeah. a, a very least a roadmap for growth. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I thought she's not a dark character like we've mm-hmm. seen. But uh, to me, like I think I said it in When Harry Met Sally, no one gets away without damage. And no. I think Emma, especially a younger Emma, spent a lot of time reacting. And mm. she reacted to her sister, Marie, who she... Oh, that was great. Yeah, her called... sister pointed out. Oh, that she... she wanted to be her. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to be you. And then she listed off like all these ways in which she tried to copy her and she was like oh shit maybe i was just following you yeah but also in her head though and that's the damage part of it is the the inability to see clearly i think is really what damage is and she thought she was the opposite of her sister she she uh, her sister was the golden child according to to the family and and all school folklore kind of thing and right. then it's, it's not just her sister. I think there were parts where her parents had joked that the nurse must have given the wrong child at the hospital. Oh, um, she didn't like books. Yeah. And also she dreamt of travel. She loved music. She, like you said, she didn't read the way they did. So I think that that was, you know, you take that stuff to heart, especially when you're younger and you don't see the nuance and you certainly don't see humor or anything else in it. I think she probably had the pain of feeling like an outsider in your own family and your, yeah. amongst yeah. your own flesh and blood that you were maybe not like them. And I think yeah. that made her very much ready and willing to flee when Jesse said, like, let's go. Or you and go to California. Yeah, so I think yeah. that was a, a lot of her damage that she had to repair for herself. And that was 
the path that she was on when she came back home, getting close to her right. sister from the circumstances, yes. her sister helping her through the grief, her helping her through the, the twins. Right. Health and then issues. finding yeah. a place in her family. Yes. She never, as you're pointing out, felt that way. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. And the, the thing about her not reading or not loving reading, I did also read an interview where Taylor said that she also did, never loved reading. And mm-hmm. she really wanted to give that to Emma because she said so many authors and people in stories, you know, particularly little girls, you know, oh, I've always wanted to be a writer. I always loved reading. And she was like, I just never liked reading. And yeah. so she came to reading much later in life like Emma. Yeah. And she said, I feel like there's kind of a stigma on that. And I wanted to sort of, you know. Yeah. Get over that. Who cares when you come to it? You don't have to have been a lifelong lover of books. Yeah. Yeah. I, that made me really think about the fact that that was probably true for me. I wouldn't have said I didn't love reading. I just didn't have access to it. It was not a big part of my life growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I came to reading very late as well. Yeah. It was true. I was the little bookwormy girl. So are we, what she said? Yeah. Taylor was asked, what do you think the most important step in creating three-dimensional characters is? She says, I love this. People don't make sense. Sense. They lie without even realizing they're lying. They are selfish while believing they are selfless. I think the biggest thing I focus on is making sure that my characters are recognizable and knowledgeable, but not convenient or streamlined. Real people are messy. They are interesting because of the mess, and I want mm-hmm. to recreate that on the page. Mm-hmm. I, that is, yes, because it's perfect for us. Yeah. And it's perfectly true, right? Yeah. People are messy. Yeah. You know, I, so I did have that, but I saw something sort of similar in an article that she, because presumably they asked her these questions, I don't know, maybe at the time of publication or maybe when they redid it. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I saw something sort of similar from an article she, an interview she gave in 2016 when this came out, and they were asking her about likability mm. of characters, okay. which we love to talk about. That, but it's similar to the question of how do you make them three-dimensional. Right. But, but they said... You know, the question was, you know, what what are your thoughts on, you know, having to have a likable character? What protagonist flaws have you had success with was the question. And she's like, you know, I wish I could say that I'm that organized about the people I create. (laughs) Ultimately, it's about telling the truth for me more than it is about flaws or likability. I ask myself what sort of person is most apt for the situation I want to write about. And then I start to build someone who feels real, Mm -hmm. someone who feels like they could be you or me. In order to feel real, I think characters have to be flawed and they have to think of themselves as likable because who doesn't know they aren't perfect but hoped that people love them anyway? Mm, and it's so that's true. Good. If you write honestly, yep, everybody knows they have flaws, but everybody hopes they're still going to like them. So yeah. she's like, I just strive for putting a person on the page who feels like they could be one of us out in the world. And from there, I ended up with some sort of balance between flaws and likability. So my advice for anyone building a character is to ask yourself what traits this person must absolutely have, and then what other traits can you add to balance the person out? But mm-hmm. I, it's similar to the yeah. write about real people because they're messy. And yeah. you're going to bound to have a multidimensional character with some likable traits, some flaws. It's just make them human and... I know, but that is, that's very, I think it's a very evolved and 
and mm. clear vision, an honest, authentic vision of humanity because I think most people don't see it that way. Most people see I'm right, you're wrong, like yeah. you've misconstrued this, I didn't mean that. But it's always still like comes from a place of, well, I'm right or I'm in the right. Right, and right. that's not embracing your own messiness and your own flaws and and the dimension there. It's not when uh, yeah, you Yeah, I think she's also giving people a little too much credit that they everyone knows they're flawed and aren't perfect, yeah. but hope that people like them anyway. I think a lot of people think they're not flawed and that everybody likes them. Sure. That's I mean, right. The way she phrases it I agree with, but I'm not so sure that, that that's, that's really what most people It's do. just very evolved. It's very it's evolved. Self-aware. Yes, and yeah, self aware. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who won? I th- we've already talked about mine. I'll just encapsulate it a little bit. But mm-hmm. for me, it's the one that got away. I love that there isn't a clear – there's an argument to be made about everyone being the one that got away, right? That she had right. she had a crush on Jesse first, but she had true connection with Sam first. Mm-hmm. She had a romance with Jesse and then a romance with Sam I think you can debate which one is actually the one that got away. You can make an argument for either. And then she loses herself in grief and then loses herself in in him coming back Mm -hmm. again. So she loses herself kind of twice and has to ride that wave, get pulled under, and then figure out who she's going to emerge as and so she's also the one that got away she's also multiple the one that times got away. i know i love that yeah exactly yeah oh my gosh and i think this is a really fresh twist on yes the one that got away concept of one person coming back and what effect does that have i think the only argument i would make is I think Jessie ultimately brought her farther away from who she was. Now, she needed to go far away from who she was to find herself back there. But I do think he brought her farther away. And Sam was the one who really brought her back to herself. So if that's what the one that got away is the one that brings you back to yourself, that was always Sam for me. Find yourself. Because I don't think she was doing that with Jesse. He helped her grow into something else, and that's what he saw, and that's what he knew. It was a path she needed to go down, but it wasn't, I don't think, who she truly was. Didn't bring bring her back to herself in any yeah. way. And it's, it's funny because I viewed it more as she got away her, from herself, found her way through the grief and other things, and maybe it was getting back to her original self, but that maybe neither one of them really did that to mm. her, that it was her own growth. And then once she realized who she was, it was, well, who who do I like this yeah. self with better? Meaning who will I, you know, want to make a life with? So whereas I'm usually the one that is arguing that the love of this person, of this the other person, helped her find it, I felt like she found it on her own and then was trying to figure out which one fit that better? Mm, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. What she does is a little bit different. Again, she's got a slightly different twist for me here. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, so good, so yeah. good. Yeah. Well, so who won for me is Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah, I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> so but, good though. Uh, and her career, and just because mm. this is our third one of do book of hers that we're doing, we have talked a lot about her. Yes, on here at and offline and you know just this 
this path that she has traveled on to get where she is, which is now at arguably the pinnacle of, of her career, at least success-wise, as one judges that in the publishing industry. But to have started with paperbacks, paperback-only, and, and doing a certain kind of book, which was at that time chick lit, women's fiction, and then to have pivoted into historical fiction. And with this was the last book before she made that change to The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, and this was after Maybe in Another Life? Yeah, I think this okay. was the one right before she switched. Oh. But regardless, then to have reached, I think, her bestseller status and everything in this this historical fiction genre, then Daisy Jones and the Six getting picked by Reese. You know, it's just this, and now One True Loves being adapted. Malibu Rising is going to be adapted for Hulu. I said this on the last one, but I had to go back and look. I forgot. It's it's Liz Tegelar and, and Amy Talkington who did Little Fire's adaptation who are supposed to adapt this. So, I mean, she is really just skyrocketed but then to be able to go back as we've done right now and pull out one of her paperbacks and still find it to be fantastic maybe even arguably better than the ones she's getting all the success for now just to me just shows that she has what it takes i mean meaning this that and she's written for television but you know her first one this is the other thing she i love this story which I forgot about too which I think I read first for when I was looking into it for Malibu Rising but her she wrote a book before Forever Interrupted which is her first published novel yep. and she wrote a book and she had a friend who knew an agent mm-hmm. so she never queried she just this friend was like hey I'll introduce you to a literary agent the agent signed her mm-hmm. and they put the book out submission didn't get anywhere so she brainstormed with the agent what do we do do you have another idea she writes another book that agent then is like, mm, you know, back and forth with her. Like, didn't get back to her. Then when she did, had all these substantial rewrites that she felt like really gutted the heart of the book. And she was like, I don't, I don't want to do this, you know. And I don't think this is right. And, and then to say, I'm just going to cut ties with this agent. I mean, you and I both know <laughs> when you're trying to get published, try to get an agent, I, I might be, you know, I'll do anything you say, just please, you know. Don't, you don't want to have to go out and do start over, basically. And, and, and it wasn't even really starting over because she had never done the whole querying process. So then she throws herself into, how do you find an agent? Did all this research, then was relentless about it and whatever. And then Carly Waters signs her and, and she said she understood her and understood her vision. But, you know, that's, it, that means it was two or one and a half books before... She and another agent. Then she gets Carly, only paperback deals. Then she switches again to Teresa Park, who is you know also a very well known agent, but and has switched publishers. I mean, she seems so willing to believe in herself first of all and what she's writing because yeah. that takes courage, mm-hmm. uh, and then to trust her gut and her instincts and but to also be willing to change and pivot when she thinks something's not working for her. And I just think that's really pretty remarkable. Yeah. It's the mutable, it's the mutable fire. 
Mm-hmm. The yeah. mutable fire. I don't think yeah. there's – the Sagittariuses are just the most formidable. Yeah. She's taking a break. I think what I, that thing that I had sent you I know. was like this was – You said it during Malibu go. Rising. Yeah, yeah, I know. So to I, see which way it's going to go. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I, mean, I, think any, I, know. I think taking a break means different things to different people. I know. I, I can't imagine it means a real like off the – radar for her I certainly and maybe that's just my own projecting because I hope it doesn't (laughs) yeah I mean it's just that those were she viewed them this last one Carrie Soto as a quartet Mm. and so then now I took it as maybe not a break like I'm not going to do anything but maybe just a reassessment of which way do I want to go now because that felt like she felt like those went together yeah and now and she said her first four too yeah. She said exactly. her first four were a quartet. This is a quartet. But also, the other thing is, she's had to have been done writing this for some time. So her break has already started. And You're that's right. before. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely counting that time as part of her break. Yes, yes. <laughs> but so. she said she really, she thinks she's going to go in a, in a very different direction, I guess, tone-wise, yeah. maybe. Or theme-wise. I'm not sure. She didn't say. but And that she really wants to think about, if yeah. does she want to commit to that new direction that's very exciting for me to hear you have a takeaway i that's all i have yeah my takeaway i already burned yeah in the beginning i had to which is that you two are sharing a brain yeah (laughs) i mean what else uh, you know i'll take it yeah i mean i had i had to lead with it because i just needed everyone to know as they were listening that you know to treat you with the authority and respect you deserve here I I love it. I think we just talked to an author about talking about narratives and how the stories go. And you just you just gave Taylor, I think, some amazing compliments about her, trusting her gut and willing to pivot and and stand up for herself. I wonder if at the time it felt like that, mm. or if it's a it's a true story but it's not a complete story of what Mm -hmm. she was going through then I don't know I I honestly don't she may have been like I know this is what I want to do I know this is the direction I'm going in and so maybe but I do wonder I just I think those times even when I'm I know for me when I've made big pivots in my life even when I'm absolutely certain there's no other way for me to go like I can't to me, it's almost like there's not a choice. I can't yeah. go back mm-hmm. to to whatever I w- the mindset I was in before of you know just working full time as a lawyer and pursuing that part of me that it made me not who I wanted to be. So it doesn't feel like a choice because I don't want to have that anymore. But also, I don't know what what I'm walking into. Even though I feel very sure this is the direction I need to go in, I don't feel sure of where I'm going and. You know, in hindsight, I can connect dots and I can paint a, a really complete, like a, a story yeah. that has a beginning, middle and end. But I can say that for sure when I've gone down those paths, those really brave moments of understanding like this just isn't right for me and this is exactly what I need to be following. I don't know where it ends up. I don't know where I'm going, but I have to do it. I, it doesn't always feel great in those yes. moments no I, I, I think that's what bravery probably is yes i was just gonna say i think that's and exactly. since she used that word i'm guessing there's probably more to it 
but yes, we'll I'm see. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, but turned out okay for. Her. Oh boy, better than okay. 